This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I had a good idea for a way to intro the episode earlier today, and now I can't remember it. Don't it always seem to go that you don't remember what you wanted to do? Pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Hey, I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. podcast. That's right. Hey, everyone. I'm sick. <laughs> so my voice is going to sound weird. Oh, bro, you're so sick. For the next two episodes. Should we get right into it, Steve? Yeah, let's do it. This ad was sent by Brian Brooks. It's called Neon Jesus. Your own personal... Neon Jesus. This looks like something I would do. It's just this Jesus neon electric guitar with case. So Goodwill assumes that for the brand of this guitar is Jesus. You know, Goodwill listings are always mangled nonsense. Here, scoot in a little bit there, Steve. You're 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 pretty far off. To I was side. intentional because you're sick. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm getting better. This is a Rick knockoff of some sort it looks yeah. like to me but rickenbacker adjacent design uh, here it's got some weird things there are some weird things go <laughs> there's what pl there's plenty here to uh to document and talk about first of all the entire body uh headstock and pit guard have been given this splatter neon orange and yellow treatment which is like i've done i've done that so many times to guitars attack them with you know neon rattle cans and stuff like I that i don't like hate it it, it kind of it kind of works you know i don't maybe. hate it either it's kind of fun there's uh, a reason why i keep doing it actually i think that the pit guard is is like a clear acrylic i think what's going on oh I could be wrong about that. It might be back painted, but I, th I think that's what I'm seeing here is that it is a clear acrylic. It has some sort of guild pickup yeah. in the middle position. It has no knobs. No knobs. They've been replaced with flathead screws. It has a nut that is become unglued and sliding around. A zero fret. The, the high E is completely off the fretboard. Uh, it has some sort of interesting knockoff Bigsby. Yeah. I mean, that that, that Bigsby might be worth the, the price of entry here. That doesn't look horrible. It honestly doesn't. I kind of want that The one pickup Bigsby. probably sounds fantastic or horrible, but in a fantastic uh, way. It's a dedicated middle pickup. It's not going to be like the most exciting sounding guitar. I don't guitar. think the position of the pickup is the problem here. What's the problem then, Steve? It's like just a jank. It doesn't even have pull pieces. Right, right. It's gonna it's gonna be it's just less some, than functional. It's just some jank import. It's you think the 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 freaking 
<laughs> B- Bigsby knockoff is worth two hundred and forty-one dollars. You you never know. You get on eBay, you start looking around for specific types of uh, Bigsby's. You you'd be surprised how how quickly they how become this, expensive. How did this sell? Does Trying to remember what the Rickenbacker headstock. There's no way this no, is a Rickenbacker. No, it's not a Rickenbacker, Steve. Don't even think that direction because it's super not. Who would pay $241 for this? Someone who looked at that Bixby and they looked at the pickup and they're like, hmm, that's interesting. Someone who looked at this and looked at this headstock and said, oh. One of my favorite details Jesus. is that uh, the string retainer in between the bridge and that knockoff Bixby yep. is a door handle, which is fun. Oh, it's like a like a drawer handle for like yeah, a, like yeah. a cabinet. I can't have the cabinet I didn't door realize handle. That, but yeah. that's that's a that is cool. That's I'm a down. fun touch. Is that what the screws are in the back? Probably. I haven't. I don't know if I took a click. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what okay. those are for. It also has some sort of weird metal bar thing for the neck plate cover. Yeah, Ryan, that's called for sustain. That's so yeah, but usually that very sort of concept goes all the way down the body to where the bridge connects. No. And this is not actually screwed in anywhere else on the body. It's just kind of like, oh, they found a piece of metal and they made that the neck plate and they didn't have a way to trim it. Yeah, it's for sustain. Unless, those, are those two big screws? It's really bolted on there. I don't think, those can't be two big, like, flathead <laughs> screws. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Just zoom in on it, man. I don't know, man. Two forty one. That's the current price. People bid it up to that. Yeah. No, it's, it's oh, it sold, sold for that. Okay. Auction ended. Fifteen bids up to two forty one. There had to be a reason. Why this, did this sell for two forty one? Because this is this is totally like you go to the, the swap meet and you 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 they have it listed for 241 but then you pay 75 you're like listen no one else is going to come buy this yeah. I'll, I'll pay you 75 yeah. for this and you know you're going to be able to flip that bigsby for at least 150 it's not a bigsby i know but it's it's cool looking i'm telling you man i've looked at all sorts of non-branded aftermarket bigsby's on ebay i've spent a lot of time looking at them and it doesn't matter if it's cuz it doesn't look like a current like just you know twenty dollar Chinese knockoff. Sure. It looks it's got some age to it. So you're just gonna list this as like someone would buy vintage, it. yeah, vintage vibrato arm, right? Whatever tailpiece. You'd figure vintage out what vibrato tailpiece. What style Bigsby is closest to? And you just it's be a, like, looks like a B five maybe. Yeah, yeah, like B five similar. Non Bigsby Bigsby, you know, you list that. You'd be surprised how much that stuff goes for. Vintage not Bigsby. And it looks like it's solid. It looks like a like a legit piece of hardware. Sure. What if it even what if it is a Bigsby, Steve? You just can't tell because the Goodwill logo is over it. I don't think it's actually a Bigsby, but I mean it looks it looks legit. It doesn't look like a cheap piece of hardware. So I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying I would have paid 241 for this, but I if I'd seen it, I would have looked at it for a while trying to figure out what that was. And then it's got a Jesus logo on the headstock because when you've got a neon yellow and orange Rickenbacker knockoff, of course it needs a Jesus logo. Yeah, this guitar church, this guitar 100% will church. Yes, yeah, it wants to church. It has yeah. to church. This is a church guitar. Mm-hmm. So what would you pay, Steve? What 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 price would get you interested in this one? Gosh, I think you nailed it at $75. I think the guy at the swap meet would would be reluctant, but I think if you walked around the rest of the day and every time you walked by, you're like, hey, 
75 bucks, you hold it up. Eventually, he'd be like, okay, okay, all right. The sun is getting low. I got to sell this thing. I don't want to take it home. It's been on the shelf for 90 days. I'm losing money now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, you don't have a shelf. You just throw it in the back of your truck. Right, right. Well, it's been in the back of the truck for 90 days, losing money, you know? I wonder if they have swap meets by me. Um, I'm sure. There's probably something similar, yeah. but... You know, I bet it if yeah, I bet if you went into, up into Riverside, there's probably a pretty good. That's swap what meet. I was thinking. Yeah, Riverside. Yeah, I have not. I don't think I've been to a swap meet in like ten years, at least. I bet. I bet you there is some sort of Menifee Temecula like swap meet thing that happens. I mean, I know they do like like a farmers markety thing, and right? Like right. There's a, but that's more like a flea market than a. Then I mean, I don't know if there's that much, but I'm saying like most of the people there, I think, are like. Local you know, vendors selling their LuLaRoe's, local honey, whatever. local honey. Yeah, yeah. Farmed in my backyard. I always ask those people, like, how local are we talking? Is it from this town, or is it like, were you out out in the country or something right. like that? And they can never give me specifics. Like, I want local honey that says like that has has like the name of my town on it. I mean, legitimately, like, like I want Mira Mesa local honey, oh, but I kind of don't. I kind of don't. Yeah, yeah. The, the concept of local honey is great if you live somewhere where you're like, oh, yeah, I want to eat what the bees are sucking up and barfing out yeah. into their hives <laughs> around here. Like, I don't want to I don't want to eat local honey or be like, you know, sucked on some flower that was next to the boulevard, like picking up six lanes of traffic. I mean, you could probably get like I would guess like if you got local honey, it would be from like Bonzel. Right, right. Something like that. But I think, or I even could, like Ramona or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I think man, I wouldn't be surprised if someone in Menifee is doing honey in the Menifee city limits. Oh sure, because I thought I thought about uh, like I briefly thought about like doing my own like beehives yeah. down in the canyon, but yeah, then I realized like oh I don't I I hate getting like dressed up and things and feeling <laughs> hot. <laughs> And I like I that's like sounds like an all day job to go down and like take care of like beehives and stuff and figure it all out and then you get bit and stuff. Once you and, once you like once the bees trust you, don't you not have to wear that stuff? I always see those videos where the ladies like look at my hand and it's just bees. I don't know, man. I don't I don't have a spiritual connection to bees the way I mean, people I, on the internet do. Apparently. I see that, but anytime I see like that stuff, all I think of is. Is Nick Nick Cage the Wicker Man? Right, right. Not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh this episode, Steve. My voice is shot. Well, you're gonna do it. <laughs> I know. So, what do you? You at seventy five on this? Uh, I think that's where I'm hitting. But it really, it, maybe someone in the audience will be like, I know exactly what that what that vibrato is. I know exactly what model that is. It's, it's you know that's a real Bigsby. That's the long lost Bigsby, and this, this is a total steal at two forty. Someone's gonna look at this and be like, No, that Jesus sticker was placed there by Chuck Smith in 1978. And I mean, we can all agree that the neck, the body, the pickup, the vast majority of this is trash. Like it's just. Yeah, I mean, you could resurrect this, but just looking at the construction of the neck and stuff, it, this does not look like it was ever a good guitar. I'm very, okay, so I'm very confused now. In this picture, the nut is like, a low E is completely off the fretboard. Would you agree? E, e. It's like, I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in this picture, it's pretty much like where it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's because Plus it's going I'm back down to the bridge. By the time it gets to the bridge, it's fine. It, you know, the, the, that ease hanging off of the fretboard at the at the first fret. Okay, 
Ryan, I got a question. And for I you. call that the high E, by the way. You call it, you know, there's. Did I, did I, what, did I call it the low E? You called it the low E. Oh. Yeah. And that nut, that nut just needs to be weirdo. put back into position and glued. Like just a little dot of glue would, would fix that nut. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, how many, how long would it take you to get this guitar back into playing order? Oh, man. It depends on how functional that pickup is. Uh, I mean, it might already be in playing order. Nope, Ryan. The correct answer is three days good as new. <laughs> Give it the old resurrection treatment. I mean, you were the one earlier <laughs> who said like, oh, what would it take to resurrect this guitar? Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. I didn't even mean it as a, as a religious oh. pun. Well, there you go. I just had a follow up. <laughs> the tuners are upside down. Are they? This is a six in line set. Oh my set. gosh, no. Good eye. <laughs> well, it's up in the top of that picture. That's why I missed it. Jeez. Ah, oh, what a disaster. Now that makes me wonder if this used if this like headstock was cut. Oh, it definitely was cut. I bet it was a six in line if, before. If it used to be a six in line. No, someone definitely shortened this headstock. Yeah. That n- nothing about that shape screams factory. <laughs> like it's this is a bizarre guitar. You know what my reaction would be to seeing this guitar? What? Before I even see the headstock? What, Steve? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe that's why they put the sticker on there. They're like, Jesus Christ. No, I really mean it. Put the sticker on there. All right, let's move on. What's the next order of business, Steve? The next order of business is housekeeping. Housekeeping is a part of the show where we thank uh, the folks who are supporting this program on Patreon. Do we have more this time? We do. Yay! Uh, (laughs) $1 level, we have Slam, Slam, Slam Banchards. Sam Blanchard. I like the name Slam Banchard. Yeah, that's got to be in like a... That's his... Some like EA Sports, like some old school... That's like his pro wrestling name. Oh, I was thinking Slam Banchard would be like a good, like old, like NES baseball. Ah, Grand Slam Banchard. Uh, Carlos, also at the $1 level. At the $5 level, we've got Great Corn. Great Corn. He's got the juice. He has the juice. Uh, and Broken Audio Tap 3. Or maybe it's Broken Audio Tape with a stylized backwards E. Mm. I'm not sure. And at the $10 level, uh, William Hogue. We got a new inner circler. Yeah, so we're going to have to hunt him down and get him in the group. And I think hopefully someday soon, before the end of March... I'm gonna do another uh, run of uh, the, the all Patreon merch for the, the for Patreon merch. the folks who have joined in the last couple months. So. Nice. Really I'm wondering run. if people wait, were waiting to join the Patreon to see if I came back from the Philippines alive, or if I just decided to come back full stop. Like, what if I just decided to stay there? And you're and like, this is start peak. a new life. You just came back, and you're like, I I've hit peak peak YouTuber. Right. There's nothing left for me to do. After spending two weeks with other guitar YouTubers, I've decided that I'm I'm done. I just don't want to. I don't want to live this life anymore. Do you ever feel? <laughs> do you ever feel like when you look at uh, other other YouTubers who have come up, who may or may not be like gear YouTubers, mm-hmm. uh, but have had like very fast success? Is it frustrating? No, I'm trying to think of someone who would be an example of that. I, I the reason I thought of it is because I watched. I was watching Pat Finnerty last week. Uh-huh. Pat Finnerty, I 
kind of want, like, I want to know what channel. So he's a, he's like a music commentator. Okay. His channel. Oh, he's the, does a program called right. What or, Makes This Song yeah, Suck. Yeah, I've watched this stuff. Makes the song stink. He's fantastic. He's a really good guitar player. Yeah, he's great. Like he's just picking up. He's like, and he looks so like dumb about it. And he like throws it, puts himself out there. Like, oh, I was this like pop punk kid and whatever. And then he's like. Oh yeah, you know, you just got like Dick Dale over here, like, right, like right. he's just hey, like listen, riffing on all this stuff. I'll I I trash on pop punk. It is not a genre that that hits my ears in a way that I like. I'm never gonna say that pop punk guitarists are not talented because no, usually they, usually pop punk guitarists like have their stuff figured out. No, the, they can he, play. He played like a track that he wrote in like 1997 because he's older than us. Sure. Uh, so I, when I say pop punk, this is like Green Day pop punk. Right, right. Like it's just slamming power chords pop punk. Uh, but, uh, and the song that he played, I was like, this is awful. But um, <laughs> no, I really like his show. And I I forgot that he really loves Rick Beato, or at least he really loves to talk about Rick Beato. Right, right. And then we went back, I was like watching a different episode and he's just like, dropping one after the other like Rhett Scholl like all of these different like gear YouTubers I was like oh I wonder if he ever has uh, watched any of our videos probably never taught he, he likes music he's not gonna watch this channel he likes music Steve maybe <laughs> I don't know this is the channel people watch if they don't like he's music got, he's got a pedal mobile I know it's brilliant I know it's also one of those things like man I wish I'd thought of that <laughs> This is a brilliant idea. Just like a dumb no, but, ceiling fan. But to answer your question, I don't I don't get jealous when other people blow up. And I, and honestly, like I understand when people blow up. Like, oh, they're blowing up because they do this yeah. and this and that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I don't want to do those things because like I know that I wouldn't be able to sustain it. Like there's a lot of like like I could do like the Tyler Larson thing. I could do the music is win thing and I could do little skits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of channels that do those things. I don't want to. I, and I know that it would that sort of stuff would grow the channel really quick. Like, oh, here's you know the forbidden riffs of guitar center or whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to do that stuff. And I'm making a living, and everything's working out. I don't need to chase numbers. Okay, pivot question okay. for your for your Tyler Larson reference. If you did a series where you were teaching Lauren how to play guitar, what's the first song that she would want you to teach her? Ah, uh, man. I don't know. I don't know what she would want, but I know that if I was going to approach uh, that as like a as like a teaching thing, like hey, I'm I'm going to teach you this song, then you know I know that I could come to her with like a cake song or like a like a, a cracker song or a camper van Beethoven song. Like there are certain songs that I know that she knows and that she likes when we listen oh, okay. to music in the car together. Like we have different music tastes. No, we have, I, some, we I, have overlap. I, I understand. Yeah. I would expect you to have different music tastes. Of course, because we're two different people. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can hear, with our sensitive hearing <laughs> and the microphones and the headphones, we can hear people moving throughout the house. I, and when I asked you that, I was then I started thinking, like, I wonder what my wife would pick. It'd probably be a song that I wouldn't know how to play. But your wife already knows how to play multiple instruments. Yeah, but and not she can guitar. Pick, she can pick up tunes by ear and stuff, so she doesn't That's need you. Different. She could sit down with guitar and teach herself guitar. I'm sure she could. Yeah. But, Melissa could teach herself that's guitar. That's not the point. And Lauren was teaching herself guitar years and years and years yeah. ago, but she just didn't fall in love with it, which right. is what happens to most people. Yeah, know? but now you're trying to make use her to make money by making it. Well, uh, if I could if I could use her to make money on the channel, then yeah, yeah, I'd have to figure out what song to teach her. 
<laughs> Speaking of someone who's not in love with playing guitar, like making them make videos, it's the same thing. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do skits. Like right. that's not the content I want to make. I don't want to make someone make content that they don't want to make. Cause I don't want to make content that I don't want to make, mm. you know? All right. Moving on. What are we doing next? We're going to do some, a couple sponsors. All right. Our first sponsor this week is big ear pedals. That's right. We got a whole thing back here, Steve. What do you got back there, Ryan? I've got all the back plates. Oh wow! For the Wacka, and after we sign these, There's I'm going to two back plates per bag. Yep. After we sign these tonight, after recording, I'm going to ship them all back to Grant and Karen over at Bigger Pedals, and they're going to start assembling these things and shipping them off to all the people that ordered them. We should sign on the outside of the back no. plate, so people have to decide whether or no, not they no, want to. No, no, no. We're going to do it on the insides. I know. That's weird. Who would do that? <laughs> so, huge thanks to Bigger Pedals being our friends and constantly doing cool stuff with and for us. Go check them out. These are sold out, but who knows? If there's enough demand, maybe there'll be more at some point in the future. Yeah, and maybe a color like Root Beer Brown or uh, Aquamarine. I don't know if I'm in love. Teal. You, you floated the Root Beer Brown idea to me earlier. I'm not, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm in love with that. It'd stay with the sparkle theme. It'd be like a sparkle brown. You don't know? Okay. I know I know what you mean by root beer brown. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm down Cola for that. Cola sparkle? I don't know. I feel like I'd rather do a colorful sparkle next. Okay. Instead of doing a muted earth tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what, Ryan? What, Steve? This episode is also brought to you by Chase Plus Audio. That's right, Steve. For some reason... Are they still Chase Plus Audio? Because it rolls off the tongue for me, but I think they're just Chase Bliss now. It might just be Chase Bliss now. I'm going to have to ask Joel at Nam. But here's a pedal from when they were definitely Chase Bliss Audio, because it says so there on the sticker. Yeah. This was the first Chase, Bliss pedio, first Chase Bliss pedal that we ever got our hands on, because yeah. Joel gave it to us in person. Remember when I exploded your brain with that pedal? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, here you go. And my brain exploded, just... Yeah. sprayed out like a pink cloud behind my head. Uh, still, every bit as great as the first time I played with it. Chase with pedals. They stand the test of time. Get them before they're gone. They don't keep every model forever. So if there's one you had your eye on, get it before you can never get it again. And stay on top of all that news by following them on social media and telling them that we sent you. Are we going to do the topic now? No, we're going to do an ad. This we're going to do another ad. Sent by... I'm like so scatterbrained this week. This ad was sent by Kieran Sly. It's been translated using Google Lens, whatever that means. Prototype death magnetic controller. The death magnetic V Kirk Hammett's guitar was built by Timo Schramm, TS Customs. He provides guitars for well-known rock groups uh, such as B Scorpions and Metallica. This is a one-off death magnetic V wireless controller, which was only built once worldwide by TS Customs at a prototype for Sony's PS3 game series, Guitar Hero. The controller guitar is made of wood and painted white. So here he is playing the real version of the guitar. Interesting. Okay. So we don't know if this is like an, a modified uh, Guitar Hero controller that the, that the company that made his guitar officially put together, or... If, this is like 
a fan-made thing? It comes with so much stuff, it makes me think that it's... Got to be official, right? Official. Like, could you imagine putting all of this swag together and building this case? Right. And this little whatever DMV masquerade coffin, I don't... It's some kind of trinket. And also, it comes with the game. I think this is real. I think it's real, too. Like, it's... it's obviously, it's real. You can touch it. Oh, idiot. Right, right. But... It like, physically it's, exists. Uh, it's not... It's not, it is a one-off, but it's not like a knockoff. Well, it's, we're in the same simulation as it. Yeah. You know, it's as real as you and me. Here's my problem with this guitar. You're going to get this guitar. You're going to plug it into your PS whatever. Yeah, yeah. What system? PS3. You're going to turn it on. And you're going to be like, I'm going to play a song with this. And you're going to plug in. You're going to plug in this guitar. Ka-choom. It makes that sound when you plug and it And then in. you're going to have to wait like two hours for the song to load. Is that how long it takes? I never owned a system that had that had any of the, Ryan, the Guitar Hero stuff. You gotta take wait two hours for the song to boot because you're using the DMV guitar. Oh my gosh, man! I thought that joke All was right. good. Okay, uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles. It's a Department of Motor because Vehicles. Because you always joke. have to wait in a long yeah. line. Okay, you wait. always making a for our European audience. The queues are long. At the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> the, our American audience understands the humor right away. If you want to play this guitar, you should probably make an appointment ahead of time. Right. Yeah, you definitely should. Definitely make an appointment ahead of time. Um, something. I think the reason I wanted to talk about this, because remember when like all the Guitar Hero stuff was going on? Yeah. And like all the different controllers and all the different games. It was a huge genre yeah. of games there for like... A bunch of years. I want to say like 10 years. This is on Reverb. We I don't think we said this. For $540, right. it was originally $775. Do you remember how much the boomers on the internet were belly aching when all this stuff was going on? Like they made whole South Park episodes um, about it. Like, oh, why don't you just learn to play the regular guitar? Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Yes. Or like, oh, people are playing games instead of playing their guitars. Yes. <sighs> vaguely yes also i was better at like what happened we're all still here everyone's still playing guitar guys what? maybe maybe don't complain about things anymore maybe take that as a life lesson okay. to learn like the thing that you're worried about isn't really that okay two two things i'm going to say about. i never owned any of these games i only played it at parties right i don't know what it says about my me and my friends that i went to parties where the main thing that we did was play rock band it means that hero. you had friends. Uh, you had friends that enjoyed playing because we had friends that like would get the whole set, like the drums yeah. and the keys and stuff like that. Which I guess this is Guitar Hero, so it's only guitar. But we had sure. friends who had rock band, so it was a full band. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the karaoke aspect. With I, the mics I did. And stuff. I did like the karaoke aspect. I enjoyed right. karaoke. Karaoke. It was fun. a fun time. Um, it was a fun time in our lives getting I to party with those people. I did not like playing any of the instruments. Because one of the issues that I had, particularly as somebody who was I just coming in this. and picking it up, I remember one time, I remember one time playing like Wonderwall was like the song that right, was right. picked, getting so frustrated because on like medium or whatever, like not the hard difficulty, not the hardest difficulty, but like the in like medium difficulty or whatever, the game fucking kicked my ass. Right. And I'm sitting here going like, I can play fucking Wonderwall right now. Somebody who give me Hand a guitar. me a real guitar, please. I said, maybe give me a real guitar. And I'll just play this actual song right now. 
I, I said maybe. But I couldn't play it on, on freaking Guitar Hero or whatever, Rock Band. <laughs> That's because it's not playing guitar, it's playing a video game. Although we did keep telling our friend Greg, who is collecting all these games in the peripherals and whatnot. Yeah. Like, Greg, you should really just get a drum kit because you're really kind of just ripping it up on this plastic drum yeah, kit. Yeah. And that's actually the most, that's the closest thing in this game to actually playing an instrument. And you're kind of doing it. Yeah. But he doesn't like, he didn't want to play drums. He wanted to play games. Which the, now, I, I will say two sides to the boomer thing. One, yeah, did it did it spell out the end of society? I want to be very clear when I used the term boomer back there, I meant it pu- purely derogatory. Yeah. Don't be confused. Okay. Uh, but the other side of that is when you go to like every once in a while on Craigslist or whatever, if you're looking at the video game section, you can buy like 40 rock band controllers now for like 12 bucks. I've been hearing rumblings that they're getting more expensive. Let's look, let's look Are on they? eBay real, real quick. Yeah. Maybe it's like specific ones. Because like I, I found like two on the side of the road like eight years ago and we kicked them around the house and Henry was having fun playing with them and stuff. <laughs> uh, guitar hero. hero. Controller. Let's see what we got here. Uh, I'm seeing them floating around 100 bucks For one? Are they like limiteds or something? Uh, for Xbox 360, I'm seeing a, an Explorer-style one for 112 I'm seeing a Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, uh, one for $99.99. And I'm sure there's plenty that are cheap, too. Um, here's one for $5, a guitar for a Wii, a Wii controller. I mean, maybe the system matters. Here's two Guitar Hero Live for Wii, the full game, and two controllers for 60 Well, I'm seeing two controllers here for 27 I mean, it, it pro- there's probably specific models that go for more. Here's the Wii one again for $10. Yeah. Uh, it, no, it looks like there's plenty in this like $20, $30 range, and then a, more specific ones get more expensive. Here's an Aerosmith one for 80 and something else for $80. Maybe just maybe you're right. Maybe you know. I here's the that that the remember when they did the strat ones that were pretty detailed, mm-hmm. like Fender branded. There's one for forty bucks, free shipping. This one is parts only, non-working. Maybe the ones I've seen that are so cheap are also broken. But do you, do you think that there's any collectors market here for this specific? I mean, apparently it's like a prototype or a one-off or something like that. Like. You gotta love Metallica and love Guitar Hero. I guess if I guess it comes with the game, so maybe if you love Metallica and you just never played the game before, if like if you're someone who has like a Metallica themed basement dungeon sort of thing, where like all your collectibles are down there, then yeah, you're gonna add this to your collection the same way like someone has like you know like a a Star Wars collection. It's just like oh, I buy everything Star Wars and I put it in this you know corner of my garage or whatever, and I'm a collector. Like I get it as from a collector's thing. I don't get it from anyone who's just like a casual Metallica fan or, you know, interested in playing Guitar Hero again or something. It like looks that. like I can get Street Street Three <coughs> NBA me. Street Volume Three and Guitar Hero Metallica for twelve dollars shipped to me for an extra eight bucks from Virginia. So that's twenty dollars of the five hundred and forty dollar value here. Right, right. Oh, but only half of that twenty ten dollars of the five oh I don't know, man. Are am I I don't 
I'm not good at video game stuff. I don't know how much any video game stuff is, how many video game stuff is worth. Right, right. How many is it worth? How many is it worth? Um, <laughs> I mean, this obviously it looks cool. It's a one-off. I it's almost kind of feels like being a one-off makes it. You worth, know what this is worth less. Some someday, when society fully collapses, is going to be a Guitar Hero based economy. Where like if you want to buy and buy and trail buy and sell and trade, then you need to like come ready with just guitar hero riffs you're just you're gonna show up you're gonna be like yeah i'm ready to do business you crack open this case and people like oh my gosh he's he's got a special axe like this is this is like a flexing axe in this in this this post-apocalyptic future this is like this is a stupid version of six string samurai right right this no, is, this is like this is like in the in the future where it's like like people play guitar hero and rock band on like on the level of like being pool sharks. They all go to like clubs and they play it against each other and stuff. And it's like if you want to be taken seriously, then you have to show up with something custom oh, like okay. this, you know? Yeah. Like oh man. Oh he's and you have some sort of name for it. Oh, he's got the DMV. Yeah. There's you some, haven't seen anyone play until you see him play with the DMV. There's some guy who shows up with a fender telecaster guitar hero controller and everyone's like oh telecaster huh oh bet you a million global i want to see global credits that you can't play through the fire and the there should have been when all this stuff was going on it was like when it was huge business for these games yeah there should have been a commercial with freaking steve vai and ralph macchio Oh my god! Head cutting each other, playing controllers, playing plastic controllers, and you see them playing the game, but then you just hear the buttons squeaking and clicking. <laughs> I told you not to make me laugh, Steve. Uh, you made yourself laugh. No, you did that to me. Wow! How dare you, sir? Seriously, like my my ribs are like destroyed right now from three you know, days. We're only gonna get coughing. through one episode tonight. I'm gonna make it. I've right. been sicker on the podcast before. I'm actually feeling way, way better right you're now. Like, it's just like I'm still trashed. You're you know? clearing it out. Yeah, yeah. When I when I woke up this morning, Lauren was like, "You look like a skeleton because the like you, the dark circles under your eyes are so pronounced." That's and just they, what I look like every morning. I don't look as bad right now, but yeah, I, lo- I looked really rough this you know, morning. You know what the secret is to ma- like hiding dark circles? Uh. Black Gla- eyes? Glasses. 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 I should be wearing glasses we're, right now. You're wearing glasses. Yeah. People won't be able to tell. Yeah, people won't be able to tell that uh, your wife is abusing you, Steve. <laughs> what? Constantly hiding Not all those black eyes. Black eyes that you have. Dark circles. It's Melissa's different. Al- Melissa's always taking swings Jeez. at you when you don't have your glasses on. She's like, wow. I, I never hit a man in glasses, and so you never take them off. I, I only not wear glasses like in the shower. And that's where she comes I'm for you. <laughs> This took a turn. I know. She really shouldn't do that. Melissa, stop hitting Steve in the shower. She doesn't listen to the show. (laughs) She shouldn't. None of her wives should listen to any of this nonsense. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What's new, man? Oh, man. What is new? Still trying to pick a name for the band. Gravitas. Gravitas is that's actually a really great name. Yeah, I'm pretty good at this, huh? Yeah, yeah. We should name it after a Chase Bliss pedal. 
I've been loaning pedals to the bass player because he has all these he has all these pedals he wants to try. He really wants to try one of those Geiger counter pedals. Do you remember those? From WMD? Yeah, yeah. And he keeps yeah. asking me, like, do you have one of those? Like, no, I don't. I don't, I don't have one of those. Sorry. <laughs> but I lent him the plasma pedal, the gonculator, and uh, that um, the Beatronics pedal. The Swarm, I think? No, no, the uh, the um, the zombie. The zombie. Yeah, yeah. Because he seems to be leaning into, like, these freaky, glitched out, yeah. fuzzy sorts of things. Like, you, want, you definitely want to try this then. So we'll see if he likes it next time I uh, go have a practice with those guys. Anything new with you, Steve? Uh, not with me, but I did want to. Uh, uh, let me make a note. Uh, I did want to say that Coloma Guitars, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. company, is doing a uh, Indiegogo. I think. Try to remember it's to have a all or nothing. I a made link. a note to put yeah, a link. Yeah. Uh, basically, I think uh, she has a whole story up, but basically, one of her, I think it was her CNC, uh, is broken or not fully functional last year. I think it was last year. She launched a new line of guitar called the Freya. might've been two years ago. That's kind of like a, so typically Coloma does like acoustics and like very custom instruments. And the Freya is designed to be like a budget minded or as Phil McKnight would call it, an accessible instrument, Uh, particularly compared again to custom shop guitar. Um, but in order to make, keep up with that level of production, which I think she said was like 200 guitars a year, uh, she has to have a fully operational CNC and she needs to hire more people to actually do the work, uh, cause it's not a one person operation at that point. So that's all of the things that are kind of covered on this Indiegogo all or right. whatever it is. So sounds like an interesting, uh, project there. So, yeah, so I'll put a link. People go check that out. Got anything else? I don't got anything. Oh, I put up pedal shelves this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put up four pedal shelves. Does that hold all your pedals? No. Not even close? Um, Well, I figure if as long as I, if between that and if I populate the two, three pedal boards that I own, actually I own four, but one of them only holds four pedals. So if I populate most of the pedal boards that I own, then maybe it'll be enough. But I'm already thinking about like buying at least two more shelves. Yeah. Um, because I don't really want to have like pedal board. Like I want most of my, I kind of want to just have one or two pedal boards. Someone suggested this uh, to you uh, on YouTube in the comments. Uh-huh. And I kind of like this. I've been actually toying with this idea for a while that basically, basically the idea is to have like one board that's like your main board and then another board that's like auxiliaries. Or just like weird pedals. Yeah. Or so you wouldn't necessarily carry it all around at the same time. But I have collection boards. Um, well, I, I mean, I've done the collection board I know. Board you have thing. like your, your Caroline board and your Big Ear board um, and things I'm like that. I'm probably going to dismantle but may, dismantle most of that. Maybe I'll have like a Caroline shelf or a Big Ear shelf. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to take one of my pedal boards and put... I have a Digitex uh, Strum. Oh, yeah. That thing. That I've never used, but I probably should. And I've got like a Boss Looper. Yeah. And those two pedals would be like perfect for an auxiliary board that, you know, for like looping and, and that kind of stuff and for like music and noise making kind of things. Yeah. I've been thinking about like taking one of the amps out of the back line here and then figuring out some sort of shelf where I could like stack pedal boards mm. because like I, I recently am finding myself in a situation where it's like, okay, I, I actually need to have multiple pedal boards. I've got a dinosaur ghost pedal board, which you can see kind of behind me right there. 
uh, that has a surfy bear on it and like stuff specific to dinosaur ghosts. I have the new band that I'm going to need to put together a pedal board for as I'm figuring out the sounds for that band. I've got my general like kind of just stuff I use during demos and kind of functions as my church board as well. So that's a third pedal board. Then I have the affordable board and then there's other variations of pedal boards I could come up with. Uh, I have like a little utility looping board and stuff. I really just, I need a way to organize and store various boards Mm -hmm. in a way that's interesting to display as well, I suppose. Yeah. You know, we spend all this time putting these things together. It would be neat to be able to look at them. We spend all this time putting these things together. It would be neat to actually play guitar sometimes. It would be neat to play guitar sometimes. That's true. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's all I got. Well, Topic? Sponsor. This episode is brought to you by StringJoy. Go check out StringJoy. I've been using their strings on everything. You can get custom sets through their custom set builder on their website, which allows you to really combine any gauge of strings that you want. You want to have a really wild and weird pack of strings, you can do it. You want to have a pack of strings where that G string is just a little bit lighter for some reason. You can do that too. You want to just tweak one string, go for it. You can, the sky's the limit. Go crazy. Or you can go head over to retailers like Sweetwater. Sweetwater is carrying them now, and you can get pre-made sets that way. I suggest using my affiliate links for both ways. <laughs> I'm looking at this. Did you know Stringjoy upside down says whole bean to Yeah, I did know it said that, Steve. I mean, everyone take a look at that. It says that exactly. That's important information. But I've been loving my string joy strings. I've been putting them on everything, like I said. Uh, I've been using the 11s a lot. This is a set of 9s. Yeah. I just used up all my coated 10 and a halfs. I need oh, to get wow. more of those because I like those as well. And coated's, uh, like, all my guitars stay out here yeah. in the garage. So coated's make a lot of sense for me. So I need to order some more of those personally. So huge thanks to string joy. Let's do a topic. <coughs> Excuse me. Great topic. Great topic. Is Ryan going to die? Not this um, week. Do you, did you grab the name of the person who suggested this? It's oh. not a suggestion. Oh, wait, Daniel, wait, wait, wait. Daniel Esporma uh, says to talk about Marshall pedal reissues. Okay, so this is this is like not what he meant for us to talk about when he brought this up. But you might have noticed that with all these Marshall pedal reissues that they just came out with, a lot of people are excited about them. You might have noticed that there's not really many YouTube channels covering them. If you go and search for them right now, like we search for it, mm-hmm. we're recording on Wednesday. This episode comes out on Monday. So in between now and then, I don't think anything is going to change. I'll be, I'd be shocked because these have been out for a couple weeks now. What if they're? Um, what if they did some deal? Okay, I'll so see. what I'm what I'm leading to <laughs> is that the only channels that you're going to see covering them are retailers for the most part, like Andertons, Guitar Center, right? Some smaller retailers and stuff like that. Um, I, I I would and say there's, there's been a couple other odd and end channels here. Yeah, I would, I would say right now if you were to look for, uh, like Marshall Bluesbreaker and look at videos launched in the last twelve days. Right. Uh, as of recording. So basically the last two and a half weeks uh, for when, when this video will drop. Uh, it's for that particular product, the Blues Breaker. Um, you will find that it's like probably 60% retailers. Like 
one channel where I'm not exactly, I think they're, I'm not exactly sure what they do. They're like a builder, but also with a YouTube channel. Right, right. And then uh, like maybe 20% people who are uh, demo, demo, I guess demo, would you call yourself a demo artist? I think that's better. Sure, yeah, yeah, whatever. I think that's better. Like, because they, and I say that, I say it that way because they're. More of a demo engineer than artist. Oh my gosh. I say it that way because uh, I think, I think there's a, like, there's not, they haven't been doing it long enough to earn, God, this sounds so fucking pretentious. Okay, okay, just say it, just say it. To be like, oh, you're a YouTuber. Well, here's the thing. In, in the sense, like, in fact, I'm, I think at least one of the channels that do, that's doing the Blues Breaker videos uh, bought the pedal. Right, right. Like um, I know they, I know for a fact that they bought the the, uh, the the normal rogues gallery of guitar demo channels that you would normally expect with a big name uh, pedal launch is not present. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. We all got emails. We all got contacted. So many of because we all talk to each other. We're all very social with each other. Was it more than two? More than two channels? Yeah, I'm pretty sure like everyone got oh, hit okay. up by Marshall yeah. on this one. And it was kind of weird because they hit us. They hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, and, and I then said, they were no, like, "Send it to email." Send it to email, and then they had they had everyone sign NDAs, which, believe it or not, is really really super duper rare in yeah. this industry. NDAs almost never come do, into play. Do you have a ballpark? I in my head, I think that's like the second or third NDA maybe, you've ever maybe signed. second. I can't remember another one. Like I, I've heard about NDAs with other channels and I've been like, really? They made you sign an NDA? I've yeah. never had to do that. Like, I can't, I can't think of another situation where I had to sign an NDA, but they wouldn't tell us what the product was. So we all like, everyone's like, okay, I'll sign the NDA and we'll, you know, I'll see what this is and we'll figure it out. I'm like thinking like, mm -hmm. is it going to be like a practice amp or something like that? It's going to be, you know, like some sort of like digital, like amp modeler or something. I, I don't know I what it's it going to be. I thought it was going to be like IRs. Yeah, I just kind of thought it would be plugins or something like that. Maybe some cool hats. And so after having to do all this dancing around with the NDA and the way I sent it to them, they didn't like it because it wasn't a PDF or whatever. And like, I think you're the asshole on that one. I don't have a scanner. You don't need a scanner. I had to take a. I had to print out the thing and then uh. and then sign it and and yeah, it was a pain. Yeah, you know, I I didn't do it the right way. And I was you just download the file. Pull out your Wacom. Tablet. My way, I got a new computer. I don't have the Wacom set up yet. I don't okay. have drivers and stuff set up yet. All right. Okay. Um, I have excuses, Steve. I have excuses ready to go. Do you want to keep testing me and see what other excuses I have? You can use your mouse to create a digital I know, signature. But I don't like to do that. Um, no, you like to print it out like an old ass man. Take photos of it. They didn't even <laughs> send it as a PDF. They send it as a Word doc, right? Something like that. Anyway. Like it was some weird document that, like, I couldn't even like I couldn't because I my I I had a plan. I have like a, a PNG of my signature. Yeah, you could have just done that. They wouldn't let me in the software that oh, I'm forced weird. to open it in. So I couldn't, and it wouldn't let me import it into Photoshop so that I could do it in Photoshop. Like it was a it was a big file disaster on my side. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So, anyways. Go through all that, send it back to them, and then we're sitting around and I'm chatting with other YouTubers. Do you know what it is yet? You know, like someone's like, "Oh, I know what it is," but blah blah blah. I'm not going to say because NDA and stuff like that. We were all be being very professional about it, yeah. but then people started being like, "Screw these guys! I'm not going to work with them." 
yeah, screw them. I'm not doing this. Screw them. I'm not doing this. I'm seeing all these, you know, you know, my colleagues, friends, you know, uh, co-demo channels and stuff like that saying like, screw this. I'm out without me even knowing what it is. And I'm thinking like, okay, whatever it is, maybe, you know, like it sounds like they don't like whatever deals being proposed or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll see it and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. To- you know what? I'll, I'll take a look at it and, you know, I'll do it on my own time or whatever. Uh, blah, blah. I got wind that they weren't paying demo rates and stuff like that. Like maybe, maybe I'll be interested enough to do it on my own time. Yeah. Um, and then I get the email and they're like, okay, well, we've got these pedals coming out, the reissues, and we want to send you two of them, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Here's here's a link to my rates. All my rates are public, by the way. If you search, mm-hmm. if you go to 60cyclehumcast.com, you can see all my marketing rates. They're all public knowledge. Everyone can look them up. So I send them the rates, and he immediately writes back the same copy and paste email that he sent to everyone else, the contact. And when I read it sent to me, in that moment, all of a sudden, it felt insulting, and all of a sudden, right. I had the same reaction of like, you know, screw this, I'm, I'm out, I'm not interested, mm-hmm. and the, I'll, I'll, I'll read part of it. This is this is the contacts reply. Hi, as this is a gifted collab, we wanted to leave the content you create completely in your control, as opposed to uh, as opposed to us having sign off. Therefore, we therefore we don't have a budget for this. And it's not that that message is wrong because they don't, you know, like it, here's, here's the reason why that was insulting to me. They didn't ask if that's the way I work. Right. They assumed that if they, that if I'm getting paid, then they're entitled to sign off on my work. They're entitled to call out edits. They're Mm -hmm. entitled to see it before it even publishes it. Like I have it very clearly written in my marketing information that you guys can search for and go look at. But I don't do that. I sent him that link. He could have seen that I don't do that. Most channels do not do that. We actually, it's like, you know, I'm talking about how we all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We, also, we legitimately have really big conversations about the ethics of this business, about the ethics of how we work with brands as clients and things like that. And that's a huge issue. The vast majority of us do not provide our content for review before it gets published to the public. It's just not what we do. And like, I get it if they don't have a budget set aside from this. Some channels were like, how dare Marshall, the most you know top name in amplifiers ever, say that they don't have a budget. I understand how advertising budgets work. There's a budget or there's not. It doesn't mean that Marshall doesn't have money. It means that this... It you means know, they don't this, care about their product enough to... No, it means that this, <laughs> that this campaign doesn't have a marketing sure. budget. Sure. So whoever they put in charge of trying to do marketing for it, hit up a bunch of different people who look like they have a following. Like, hey, can I send stuff to you? Yeah. They were trying to just get product in hands. They hit us up on Instagram, yeah. which in my mind makes me wonder if they even knew that we were a YouTube channel. There's like, oh, here's a guitar Instagram. Can we send them pedals? Yeah. Sort of thing. But that implication where if they had paid me my marketing rate which is how i pay for bills which is how i support my family which is the job part of this channel if they had paid that then they would get editorial control over my content when it very clearly says in 
all my information that that's not provided ever. Yeah. It I definitely felt insulted. And I think a lot of other channels, I know a lot of other channels that had interactions with this contact felt insulted by the interaction. Yeah, I think I think there's some other, you know, some other things about it too. I I was kind of like the schemer. I'm always scheming. I was on the uh, same page as you. I was like, where they said, where they're calling it a gifted collab, and they kind of like, I think at the end of that letter, I don't know if you read it right now, uh, but at the end of that particular letter, at the end of that particular email, I think they say like, oh, we just want to send this to you. If this still sounds like something. You- You'd like to be a part of, please send over your address and we'll get your pedals sent out as soon as possible. So I could have, I could have just said, yeah, okay, send them anyways. And we could have done anything. Yeah. There was something about that. Like there was an implication to me, uh, to me, that's like, if you're calling this a gifted collaboration, that means you're going to gift this. You're going to send this to us with no expectations, which is even different than like a, uh, and then like how we used to like, you know, when we first started, where where we did a lot of uh we call it like product for trade right like that's not a product for trade they're calling it a gifted collaboration product for trade is an expectation i'm going to give you this as payment for a service gifted collaboration is like as a gesture of our goodwill to you you've been doing the hard work building the guitar community and we would like to gift you these pedals maybe they'll still show up we don't know I didn't give him my address. Oh, they never asked for it, did they? No, he said, send your address and I'll, and I'll send the pedals. And I didn't send my address. I could have gotten pedals. I'm going to send my address. Go ahead. If gonna, you want to send your I'm address, gonna, send your address, Steve. I'm gonna colla- I'm, the collaboration is going to be me taking... It's going to be a video of me taking pictures of the pedal and then posting them on Reverb. <laughs> I do want to say, I, I'm not trying to steer anyone away from buying these pedals. I think if you want these pedals, if you like the price, if you like the fact that they, they appear to be you know, faithful reproductions of the originals. Yeah. Go I, ahead and go buy I, them. Sure. I, uh, I watched, uh, like, I'm not going to be one of these channels. That's like, Oh, I didn't like the way they were trying to do business with me. Like, don't go buy their stuff, like buy their stuff. If you want, I'm just like, I, I feel like it's worth talking about because this is such a rare moment where I, I, I don't think, I, I honestly don't think it's malicious. I think it's someone who's, in a new position, possibly, yeah. who's not yeah. familiar with working with the types of professionals that are in this industry as far as demo channels go. And I, you know, I think people think like, oh, influencers, let's just send them stuff. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, there's a professional aspect to this scene where there's a little bit of a pride in there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just like send me stuff and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do a little dance for you and do what you want. Like, no, we, we pick and choose our projects and we pick and choose who we're going to work for. And it just, it felt disrespectful. I think there's, I have like a combination (coughs) of a couple thoughts. One is, is um, it's not even about the money. They could have just said, we don't, we don't have a budget on this. And we are like, okay, fine. Yeah. But there's something about that note of like, we would have, we would have needed editorial control. Like, no, it's weird. It's, it was it's, really it's weird. It's not understanding. Uh, it's not asking how this works. It's telling you how you think it how works. You think it works. And them saying that they think it works that way came across as yeah. not cool. A couple, couple thoughts. One related, one not so related. Uh, one, as I have heard, uh, I have watched one demo from a guy in our Facebook group who got the pedal. 
In the, in actually, the, he got 13 pedals. In the, in the, by the Facebook group, you mean in our secret, like, uh, guitar YouTubers group. No, in the 60 Cycle oh, Home really? group. Oh, really? He was in the 60 Cycle yeah. Home group. Oh, okay. So I thought you were talking about the other group. He bought, I think he bought one pedal, uh, and whatever retailer it was accidentally sent him, like, all 13 of them? pedals. 13? Uh, they sent him 12, and then they, they sent him one, and then he got another package, and that package had, like, 11 more 12 more wow uh so he sent them back to them which is not what i would have done but hey kudos to him i'll, I'll post the link to that video because it is a i would have i would have checked i would have been like hey this had to be an error oh i and- would i'm straight to reverb <laughs> no questions asked <laughs> and then if they track you down asking about it, like uh he doesn't live here anymore no, i never received a package what are you talking about yeah actually you uh, still owe me for the pedal that i ordered yeah um try to get it twice and then no, they send you 13 more it's uh it sounds fine it sounds like i mean it sounds like a blues breaker right there uh, it sounds good i really like the form factor i like yeah. that they stuck to the old i know a lot of people are like oh why didn't you put it in a whatever this is a i like 1590 yeah. or 125b whatever right, this right, is. Right. i like the fact and in fact i did see somebody who did a photoshop mock-up of what they thought it would look like in one of these and they got freaking like trashed on gear talk praise and worship for like that thing if you if i saw that i would just think it's some generic right like, right the fact like that it's, a, it's an old marshall box is what matters well they could um, have done the same marshall box treatment and just made it more narrow like did the same yeah uh, bent steel sort of thing but I, I i actually really admire that they went to the effort to to do so, their their classic case so the other thing is from what i have heard it's the same circuit with, sure. with no modifications. I've seen uh, gut shots and stuff. It looks like it looks legit. Like, yeah. Uh, to the, to the extent that I think it was on Th- Phil McKnight's show. He said that he had watched a demo where I guess one of the pedals has a problem with like a volume drop, like right when you hit the switch. Right. And so apparently one of these reissues has that problem. It has it's the same classic problem. That's how problem. you know. It's just the same classic problem. Right. So the other thing I want to say, do you have anything else to say about Marshall? Uh, no. Like if you if you want them, buy them. Like I'm not trying to talk anyone out of it, but I think that, that it's a, a moment worth exam. Like, like talking about this so that we can examine the industry publicly yeah. and talk about you know, the way this stuff actually works and just know why you're not seeing this. Like there's other channels that might talk about it and some of them might be more angry or less angry. I don't know. Like it made some people really, really angry uh, for various reasons. To me, it was more just like insulting and disappointing, but also like on, on the same side of it, like I really don't have a personal affinity for the original pedals. So it's not like my heart was broken or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It was just Mm -hmm. like a moment of, uh, professional discourtesy that right. felt weird, you know, and they probably don't know. They probably didn't know what they were doing. They have assumptions about how this all works and they were rolling with it. But the, the, here's the problem with that is that I know many other channels told them before he e- emailed me that he was doing it improperly and right. he still copy pasted right. the same email to me. So, so that's the, the second thing I wanted to talk about is, and I, we have a potential sponsor right now. Okay. Still, still in talks. Well, still, we're, still, we're in, still talks. in talks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a potential. And one of the things, uh, did you read the email from them at all? I haven't yet. So the first thing they say is, "Hey, we're this company. Um, this is what we're called. Uh, we're doing basically. They're kind of trying to do like a podcast press tour, where they're like, "Hey, uh, we're trying to line up interviews for our owner." Da 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 da. 
That's the first paragraph. Second paragraph. So I checked out some of your podcasts and I don't know if like interviewing him could be a topic, but I don't really know if that's a fit. Do you do any kind of sponsorship or like other kind of conversation? This is a a a potential sponsor who did the work, who did the work and said, you know what? Like this isn't a good fit. Maybe we can work something else out. Yeah. And I just, I actually wrote him back and I said, Hey, I like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I just want to let you know, like, I super appreciate that you did the work to be like, Hey, I'm looking for interviews for the, it's the marketing guy. And my, you know, I really appreciate that, that he said, um, he just did a vibe check. Yeah. He, he basically went in and went like, Oh, these guys like goof off a lot and their topics are all over the place. Right. And maybe this isn't a great fit for an interview, but maybe there's another way we can, we can do this. And, and they're new and they're new to it. They've right. never worked with a podcast before. Um, but he, he did a vibe check and, and recognized like there's an opportunity here that otherwise, like otherwise, if it was just a request, usually request for interviews, I don't even respond to them. Yeah. Cause we don't do that. But for this, I actually went out of my way and said like, Hey, thank you so much for actually checking out what we do well, and what the vibe is and seeing what it is. And, and you're right. We don't do interviews. There's other channels that do interviews better than we do. Yeah. It's just not what we do. That's usually and what I do if I'm talking to someone like, oh, can, can we do an interview? Like, well, you, should go, you should go over to Blake. Yeah. You know? And then I said, you know, uh, here's uh, here's our rates. Let, let's talk. And so we're having some back and forth. Sure. But I just really appreciate that. And I would say that, you know, I think for guitar demo, if you're a pedal maker, it's even with that, like they talked about this on um, Get Offset recently where, you know, it doesn't, honestly, like you are not maybe the best fit for like the Blues Breaker. Right. You're probably, it would be a fun fit for like I mean, the I'll try, it, I'll try everything, you sure, know. Sure, and, sure. I, and they, you know, like I have the unboxing rate, which is like a more affordable version of stuff or whatever. And it's like, it's just me reacting in real time to stuff. Yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll try all sorts of stuff. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be the perfect pedal. No, it, it doesn't. But it, so on get offset, they were talking about how there are brands that actually kind of do a vibe check and sure. they, and they understand that like, like there, there are channels who have reached out to us or not channels. There are brands like if who have reached out and said like, a channel sends me a fuzz or a reverb, there's a good, yeah. there's a good chance that they know that yeah. that's what I'm about. The, you know, we've had conversations with brands that are like, yeah, we were putting out a spring reverb pedal and we knew like in the, de- in the development of this, that we have to get it to right, Ryan right. because it doesn't matter what anyone else on YouTube thinks about the spring reverb. If it doesn't pass the, does it drip? Right. Test, sure. Sure. Then within, you know, we have not achieved our goal and people send wild wacky, you know, yeah, fuzz pedals yeah. just so that I'll be like, Oh, you know, <laughs> so I, I just think like it, like it's a very, to me, it's a very, whether or not it works out, I don't know if it's going to work out, but I really respect that that was this company's approach to actually yeah. kind of vet, uh, what they're doing and recognize like this might be a bad fit, but we're going to shoot our shot, but we're going to be upfront about the fact that it's possibly a bad fit. But then the weird thing that, you know, the counter to that is with the Marshall thing is that this, this person on the other side of these marketing emails, literally just copy pasting and, yeah. and just canvassing as many like channels or people on social media that they can find like, Hey, can we send you this stuff? And then not learning as they went, because I personally, we personally know that people were writing back to him saying, "Hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't phrase things like this because yeah. it's it's not how any of us work." 
and then continuing to just copy paste the same thing over and over and over again for like a week or something like that to different people. If we pay you, then we own you. If we pay you, then you dance know, monkey. Then dance. we have to sign off on things or whatever. It's like yeah. no, no one has had to do that. No one will do that because that's not how any of us work. Like like famously, there's there was one brand where after I filmed a demo was trying to get me to edit things and I just swore them off. Like I'm never going to work with them again. I don't do that. Lots and lots and lots of channels don't do that. Like if, if I'm working with a builder, that's a friend, I'll be like, Hey, check out this, this, this clip before I publish the whole video. Cause Mm -hmm. here's a funny outtake or something like that. Like that's the extent of it. Like I'll never be like, here's the whole video for you to like, tell me what you think I should change or whatever. I don't need, I don't even want to give them the opportunity to think that they could tell us, tell me what to change in a video it's just like it i remove the temptation you know i got i got them all there you go all in one thing all right let's move on to the last ad and, and call it an episode this, so this last ad doesn't is end by up two hours long Liam barbeza Bar- bitching Bar- about barbo barbaza the business of being an influencer uh this is a one-of-a-kind gold-plated shovel guitar like justin johnson if you know then you know i don't know i don't know either uh this was a bluegrass build from years ago custom three-string electric slide wait is justin johnson the the shovel player guy i guess i bet it is uh parts are gold-plated and the shovel is gold-plated as well again if you know you know you won't find one like it $600 $600 or best offer. This is in Toronto, Ontario. So. I'm seeing this Justin Johnson guy playing all sorts of different guitars. Like uh, cigar boxes. There he is with her shovel. There he is with various different slide guitars and stuff like that. I, f- I feel like I've seen this guy. Like at Nam or something like that. Like he was trying to shell- sell his shovels. But yeah, I've never seen a gold shovel guitar before. And honestly, oh, it's got a shotgun shell knob. It's classy. I really like the gold shovel look. I don't usually go for gold hardware um, because it tarnishes in a really dramatic and unattractive way, in my opinion. But if you're going to have a shovel guitar, might as well have a shovel guitar that looks like it's breaking new ground on a development, you know? (laughs) I don't usually play the shuffle, but when I do, it's gold. Oh, interesting. This has a Floyd Rose uh not as the string spacer yeah and then it's got just kind of like a, a little wood nut a wood nut yeah i've and never tried one of these do you think i would like it you think i would like playing a shovel i think you well you you remember when you used to just make diddly bows yeah did you only do that once i don't remember uh, i've i've always experimented and messed around with so i feel like dumb it's, ideas. it's kind of in that same ballpark as a diddly bow yeah Except it's got three strings. How much do they want for it? Six hundred Canadian dollars. Oh my gosh! Well, it says five hundred here. What price is down? What What were you looking at? I was looking at this one that says six hundred OBO. Do we have different screenshots? No, dude. It's the one before that. Mine says unsupported file type. Maybe that's that's it. That's probably the one. Oh man, unsupported file type. It's unnamed. Great. I, Way to, way to break the internet, right? Yeah, my file type is unsupported. Oh, but hold on. This is different because this one, uh, oh, it doesn't say, but this one is gold-plated electric slide shovel guitar. That's I don't a, know. What do you, spelling I think that price is a little bit steep. I mean, it is gold-plated. I don't know how much it costs to gold-plate things, so I have no point of reference, but I don't think I would pay more than 
uh, this is $150 for this. If, if like, if, if I'm going to play shovel guitar, I'm going to make my own. Mm-hmm. But if I make my own and I fall in love with it and like, you know what? I'm ready to take shovel guitar to the next level. I mean, 600, especially 500 isn't crazy. I feel like 500 is really not that crazy. It's gold plated. It's a professional level gold plated electric shovel guitar. Do you think, you could, do you have to have this kind of handle? A gold plated handle? If I'm no, going to have like this, this handle, because I have a shovel, but it's just like a, a broom. It's just a stick. Maybe not. I, I bet you could make a stick headstock work but i'd want to have that that type of handle and you want to you want to have it match and stuff like this isn't spray painted gold this is gold plated i don't i don't know man i mean maybe if i was holding one of these i would fall in love i'd record myself playing the gold plated slide shovel guitar and finally hit pay dirt you know what it probably sounds a lot better because there's you know like uh gold is uh, as a you know, the electrons flow through it faster yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, like monster cable math mm-hmm. on this thing. You got to have gold plated uh shovel or it, the electrons are all going to get all lost and confused before they leave your guitar. Do you think when we're digging up, uh, you think this is a low oxygen gold plating? Oh, I don't know. Do you think, uh, do you think that, you know, in, in, heaven when god uses eminent domain to reclaim reclaim like privately owned sections of heaven to build new streets of gold that he uses a golden shovel to build those streets this is a complicated premise i'm not this your 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 visions of heaven are very different than my own (laughs) all right ryan i got a question for you i told you not to make me laugh steve you made yourself laugh no yeah by listening to you uh, I got a question for you, Ryan. Uh huh. Do you got anything else for this? Uh, no, I don't. I think you should buy it. Five hundred bucks. Everyone should have one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Adventurers Club. What you got? Ah, uh, yeah. You got something? Ah, man. That's. Uh, I don't feel like it's that tricky. Really? I mean, they, they're none of these feel like extraordinary to me. But I think I got it figured out. What about you? I don't know. I mean, I, I got a pick, but I don't know if we're going to be the same. I will say that uh, doing this money for ads thing has definitely increased the quality of the ads that we're getting. You and think the, so? And the frequency that I've been I've been going through since the beginning. I've been trying to do the old ones first. Yeah. And there's probably like 250 ads that I haven't oh, yeah. even looked at no, yet. No, there's like only a there's only like 112. I, don't, I was looking at it today, man. There's a lot. There's like 112 unread emails. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. There's plenty. There's plenty. No, thanks everyone who's joining in. I don't. Again, we don't do. Some, we it, don't do all of them, by the way. I, I, yeah. I pick and choose what I think it will be decent to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, as we've talked about before, if we if you send us an ad, we're going to archive it. So um, please take screenshots, attach them to your email, because we're archiving these and we're kind of going through them in sequence. Uh, so you might submit something in March and we might not get to it until May or June. Yeah. But if you have screenshots, then your ad will be preserved. Yes. Uh, for the ad, for the screenshots, we, you know, any pictures, price and description, things that we can talk about. If you don't include the price uh, and we can't track it down, then that makes it harder for us to talk about it. Yeah. So All important right. information. Uh, three, two, one. You ready to go? Sure.
Three, two, one. Jesus. 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 It's the king ad. Yeah. It's the king of ads. That's why we did it first. Am I going to hell after this episode? Well, you implied that that God is going to reclaim parts of heaven under imminent domain. <laughs> Couldn't God just like create new parts of heaven if he wants to? I mean, I guess. develop new stuff in heaven. I don't know. I don't know how that all works, man. Like I was, I imagine heaven as some sort of like dimensional abstraction that we could never comprehend, anyways. Like. Literal streets, literal land, eminent domain. I don't think that's what an afterlife would be like. I just got that song in my head. What streets song? of gold. I don't know. I don't know that man. song. It's like an old timey. All right. Tell us about the song, Steve. Saw so, uh, email sent by Charlie. He says, hello, bearded brethren. My brand, my brand, my band is called Charlie Blake and the Good Medicine based out of Fort Worth, Texas. We were originally intended to be an alt-country outfit, but we're just too damn loud. Mm. So we're more of a rock band with twang. This track is called No One Gets Out Alive, and I'd say it has a little more of that Texas psych flavor to it. We're all on streaming. We're on all streaming platforms, so go check out our other tunes. So this is Charlie Blake and The Good Medicine. Thanks, Charlie.
I hated it. It was awful. No, it is great the entire time. I don't usually have. Okay, I usually don't have like big takes on songs. What's your big take on this song? The, Steve? My, I do. Uh, I mean, I do. But I don't always talk about them. Uh, I want to talk about this song, talk, Steve, uh, because the floor is yours. When it first hit, the, when the vocals first came in, I was like, "Man, this is like this is a cool vocal," but it's really doing like. Just I don't know what the it's like a really common like rock rhythm thing. It's the beat it it's the beat it melody or like vocal rhythm. Okay. That like da 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 like that's beat it. Yeah, yeah. Um but then so it does that for like back to back bars and then it goes like eight straight measures, maybe more without taking a breath. And I was just like, Oh damn. Right, right. <laughs> That was like, that was a, even like, I think both times he does it, I was just like, that, that's, that's cool. That, yeah. that, that t- caught me off guard. And it was a very like, it felt like subverting like this known thing that I was expecting to hear. And then to take it and just be like, nope, it's just going to be like this running, like breath pushing thing for the rest of the verse. It was like really subverting what I was expecting. Sure, so it was very cool. And on based on their description of you know like a rock band with with twang in their voices, no, yeah. no, that sound was not what I was expecting from that description. I was expecting you know, like a rock bar band sort of mm. like mm-hmm. with, like a country kind of like swagger to it. And it was glassy and clean and, and kind of had a cool kind of like mystical vibe to it, like but still having this kind of like Americana. Th- yeah kind of vibe throughout i like it i think you guys have a good recipe there yeah no it's fun Explore i really that enjoyed more. that song i'm gonna invite you guys to continue your band and keep making music <laughs> wow you're so gracious <laughs> i know right now you have my permission to do the thing that i could have never talked you out of doing anyways <laughs> all right bye everyone stay grounded